All right, this is it. The final hour of the Fan Morning Show. Sportsnet 590, the fan on your good Friday. Let's have a good finish to the show, Justin, before we go and sit on the couch and watch some before rainy golf. Weekend. Have a good weekend. Um, our next guest, superstar, legendary status. A-list. A-list celebs only. Our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online. In the showroom, visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. You know him as Nick Caprios, former NHL forward, Stanley Cup champion, coach of Real Kipper and Bourne, but also best friend of Bill Burr. What is going on, Kipper? You run in some crazy circles, I tell you. You know I'm way more comfortable with you two than I would ever be with someone like that. What? You look pretty How comfortable, did, Give us the scoop, man. I've been waiting a week to talk to you about this. <laughs> this is old. This is old, isn't it? No, bring no. it up again. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to Ottawa on the weekend, uh, got invited uh, to um, answer some questions for a few people and uh, ended up uh, in the owner's box, uh, Eugene Melnick's box. As you do. It's, uh, that uh, is used, uh, you know, by by the company, uh, the Ottawa Senators, and uh, there's Bill Burr. I ended up uh, talking to his uh, security guy or uh, manager, and Bill's a huge hockey fan. And lo and behold, uh, big fan of the '94 Stanley Cup champion New York Rangers. So that's how the conversation kind of got started. And uh, in all honesty, uh, just uh, as Normal as any guy that you'll ever see, uh, let alone one of the best comedians in the world. And uh, he loves his hockey, loves his history of hockey, Mm -hmm. uh, dating back to the battles between Colorado and Detroit, uh, Islander days, big fan of uh, uh, Justin's father-in-law, Clark Gillies, all of it, loves all of it, and uh, was right into the game. Is he going to be a regular on the show now or what? You know what? between Gord Stellick and <laughs> you know and you know, JD a few others, I, I don't know if we can fit him in. That's right. Hot commodity though. That was pretty cool, Kipper. I uh, can't wait to see who you, you rub shoulders with next. <laughs> All right. Uh keep we got eyes on you in every rink Listen, now. <laughs> Bill Burr's listening to us right now, going, How lucky is Kipper that he gets to hang that's out right. with Justin and Ailish? Oh, that's so sweet. It's a good Friday indeed. Okay, last night, uh, Maple Leafs lose an OT to the Boston Bruins. Justin and I broke it down before he had Johan um, as maybe a dress rehearsal or a litmus test is our favorite saying on the show um, for a little bit of a playoff-esque type of energy. Is that how you saw it as well? Yeah, absolutely. And let's give the guys credit here. No one's limping in to the playoffs here. They're playing hard. I'm I'm watching... uh, you know, the corner of my eye, uh, uh, you know, the, the Detroit-Buffalo uh, uh, game last night, and they all want to kill Skinner at the end of the game. <laughs> and they're playing hard, and they're two non-playoff teams. So, you know, we're watching Tampa Bay battle the Rangers, and then again last night the Islanders, and guys are getting hurt. And, you know, we saw last night uh, Charlie McAvoy not finish the game. Guys are playing hard, which is great. And... Really uh, weighing the appetite uh, for for those playoffs. 
So in terms of like the playoff feel, yeah, it was a tight game. It had some playoff feel. It was physical. Maybe it wasn't at the extent that we've seen from, you know, the Panthers and uh, and Senators last night, uh, but they're getting there. However, I take a little exception in the, like the full dress rehearsal thing, because to me, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, that's not happening in the postseason, is it? Yeah, not sure what's happening, Justin, to be honest with you, uh, with with the lines, uh, at least the first two lines. It's so funny. Uh, So much has been made of the Leafs trying to get the third and fourth lines right most of the season, and then they they go to the trade deadline, and they're looking pretty good again last night, and now the concern's on your first two lines. (laughs) So... I would think that, and I would hope that it's an easier fix between now and game one uh, still on on your first two lines because you got uh, some very talented people up there. But finding the chemistry has been a challenge here, and uh, uh, last night's another example. It was not a, a game last night where the Stars took over. This was a meat and potatoes game. Uh, and it's almost as if the the stars canceled each other out because, uh, you know, watching last night, Brad Marchand, I, I can't recall a, a game where I, I think I've seen him worse, or at least maybe worse isn't the the right word. Maybe frustrated. Every uh, every every decision that he made was almost wrong, and uh, you know he's searching for his game right now. But you know, collectively, I think all those stars last night went 0 for 7 on the power play. Uh, I know the game-winning goal in, in o- overtime was uh, with Riley just coming out of the box, uh, but the the flow was not in favor of, of the Stars last night. Yeah, that was a game for the depth pieces for sure. And uh, if we're looking at Toronto's depth pieces, many of whom came over via trade, of course, we had that busy trade deadline. But I guess the more impactful guys like Sam, it was at the Sam Lafferty game. I mean, Zach Aston Reese has been playing quite well uh, lately. Nola Chari getting back in the lineup recently and, and, and definitely showing his value. We talk about like the Leafs that were brought in to help change the identity or help to help address issues with this team. Do we feel more comfortable, more positive about what the Lafferty, Achari, they, what they can bring in these big spots? Because if we're looking at anything real from last night, I don't think we saw it, honestly, in the top six. But I think we saw some real contribution in the bottom six and stuff that we could see as repeatable when the playoffs do roll around. Yeah, without a doubt, 100%. Uh, and, and I just... Uh, when I heard that Lafferty was going to join the Leafs, that that was the one guy I thought uh, that they can come in. Uh, Achari's been terrific uh, as well, but uh, both these guys have skill, uh, really good hockey skill. Uh, Lafferty's, no question, is uh, uh, he can skate. And in today's game, if you can't skate, you can't play. Uh, and then he's not scared to, to get his nose dirty, uh, go to the net hard, you know, the, the, the check. Uh, and then the fight last night uh, are things that uh, you need to do to answer answer the bell. Tons of respect uh, that, uh, you know, he, he he had a challenge. And, uh, you know, I, th- I thought it was a bad decision by the Boston Bruins. And um, I think it was A.J. Greer who challenged him off of uh, what should have been just deemed a, a good check. Uh, but that's a decision he made. He ended up getting a, a 2-5 and a 10. And... I thought it uh, helped set a tone for the Leafs. 
And when you factor in Achari also plays hard and we're watching him finish checks uh, on a penalty kill and, and get some licks on some good players from the Boston Bruins, that all that stuff just adds up. And, you know, when you have two guys like that, it, it, it ripples in your lineup. And, and Aston Reese has gone to another level because he's playing with guys that have taken him to another level. And he's really benefiting um, from from the added depth uh, on the bottom six. Um, but the ripple effect uh, has to go through the whole lineup, just not half the lineup. And uh, we're, we're not seeing it yet uh, trip, uh, trickle down to the first or second line. And those guys are going to have to find a way to get a lot more involved uh, uh, emotionally, uh, physically. Because uh, last night, again, uh, they didn't bring it. Uh, Tavares, uh, Nylander, to a lesser extent, to uh, Matthews, Marner, uh, they're going to have to find their game here in, in the next week. Maybe a little bit of that can be due to the fact that they had a new body in the lineup. Brian O'Reilly, after 14 games, made his return to the Leafs. Um, what did you make of his first step back into uh, a pretty big test against the Boston Bruins and with the four games remaining, how they try to utilize him best? Well, he just his presence, first of all, the way he carries himself, the way he handles himself on and off the ice. Uh, he, he is a true leader out there, and it, it may take a little bit of time. You know, the one thing that uh, is kind of noticeable, even last night, was uh, face-offs. Uh, you know, Patrice Bergeron, you know, just owned most of the night in the face-off circle. I'm not sure I would have. I would have started Ryan O'Reilly in overtime off a face-off coming off a broken finger. Uh, he loses the draw to Patrice Bergeron, and the next thing you know, the, the Leafs are chasing, and then uh, Morgan Riley takes the penalty. But, you know, I mean, outside of that, and I'm nitpicking, trust me, um, he's, he's going he's gonna to add so much. And, again, once you have him in the lineup, it gives you a better opportunity to – to, to play around uh, on those first two lines. And that's up to Sheldon now. Sheldon's going to have to find it real quickly as, uh, as early as this weekend and, and, and just really settle in on those lines. But we know what Ryan O'Reilly can bring them, and uh, uh, it's a welcomed addition at this point of the season. Just with the lineup, because uh, I don't know, I, maybe we all agree that Tavares, Nylander, Marner doesn't make all that much sense, uh, whether we do or not. I, I feel like yesterday was more about, hey, let's look at what Matthew's doing on the top line and let's see what O'Reilly looks like with his line. Uh, do you think it's like, okay, you, you kind of, a little bit of a showcase. They're still obviously trying to find their way. Sheldon's trying to get the right uh, lineups in place. But do you think it was like, okay, let's see Matthews in isolation because they've been toying with, you know, the yarn croak bunting thing. And let's see Riley as that proper third line center. Do you think like we're still in the process and, and do you see it the same way I did where it's like Sheldon Keefe just wants to see these two things before making the adjustment and the adjustment will be through the second line, whether it's moving Marner up, moving yeah. Nylander down or what, or maybe moving O'Reilly into the second line. Just how do you see the top nine shaking out and what maybe is the best look for Sheldon Keefe mo uh, moving yeah. forward here? Yeah, I, I think he's just going to have to load up, I think, on his first two lines. And again, I'm watching last night and I, there's just not, there's not a playoff world for me that exists with uh, yarn crock and, and bunting for, for Austin Matthews. And again, if you want short, short spurts uh, here and there, then yarn crock can move up and down the lineup, but to have him definitively out there riding shotgun 
with Austin Matthews will not work. That was a physical game. Uh, you need a guy that can f- create lanes and and push and lean. And right now, Bunting and, and Yarncroft cannot do that. Mm. So uh, that that kind of puts him in a predicament for Sheldon uh, moving forward here. And ultimately, you know, who who who's gonna? drive it for for Austin and when it's all said and done when when the backs are against the wall and when when Sheldon's back is against the wall I don't I don't see anybody uh on Austin's line other than uh 16 which will put the onus on a Nylander and Tavares to figure it out because uh that didn't happen last year in the playoffs in round one versus the Tampa Bay Lightning so we'll see yeah you know maybe Ryan O'Reilly is sort of the the trump card the 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 piece that he can play to change the dynamic a little bit uh but Mitch and Austin uh if they're playing together that means the others have to figure it out uh Sheldon Keefe had the whip uh cracked a little bit yesterday after the goal by Charlie Coyle I don't think Luke Shen saw the ice again it was his failed clearance attempt um, that sort of set up that opportunity for Boston. And I think William Nylander only got one more shift after that point. So two guys not seeing much time down the stretch. And it's interesting because those two, if you juxtapose Nylander and, and Shen, like they're two different guys. Like Sheldon Keefe will often go to the punishment for Nylander to get him going, even though it hasn't really worked in the last couple of weeks. But Shen is a different story, right? Shen being sat is more interesting to me because I think it points to the fact that Sheldon Keefe doesn't trust him or at least didn't trust him in that situation last night. When you look at those two coaching decisions, what do you glean from those two instances? Well, first of all, uh, Luke Shen is going to give you everything he has, uh, and he can't give you something that he doesn't have. And unfortunately, at times, it's foot speed and, uh, you know, the... uh, the the ability to move laterally, um, I felt bad for him uh, on that play. You you can see that his first thought is, "Do not fire this puck into the stands," <laughs> and uh, and he put it into a place. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that that Carlo was able to keep the puck in, um, but then you, you you look at the bigger picture, Justin, and and where are the forwards and. You know, there's a good reason why Willie Nylander only played a shift after that is because he just gave him no help. He hung him out to dry in terms of uh, allowing him other options except the one that he took. And, you know, it's a, it's a team effort. It's a team loss. It's a team bad decision. It should not fall on, on Luke Shen himself. And, you know, that's a, this is when games are on the line. It's one nothing. You're in the third period, and third periods have not been kind to the Leafs. And just those bad decisions, uh, including blowing the zone. Austin Matthews is arguably one of the best defensive players that the Leafs have in his own zone. We know he can go in there and, and, and get a puck out himself. He can, he can steal pucks. He can... Uh, Strip pucks. I, I can't even find him in, in my television screen. He's 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 gone. He's blown the zone, and now you've left Willie Nylander down there. I that's what I don't want. I I need Austin Matthews in the zone and not leaving until the puck comes out. So these are these are uh, collective uh, uh, mistakes by the Toronto Maple Leafs that uh, that they're going to have to clean up. That's a playoff moment right there where you look back. And you say, "Hey, we had this game, and then 
and this is where we let it slip. So the teammates let Shen down in that moment, but you you mentioned it too. Like there are some issues there. Um, Boston's the next challenge. Hopefully they get to that challenge. When it comes to Tampa Bay, is he better suited for that series than he may be against a Bruins team that yeah. may be a little bit faster, maybe I, a little bit I more of a challenge the, for I him? Yeah, Justin, I don't mind the Leafs against the Bruins. I think they kind of match up okay. It's uh, for whatever reason they're they're always in games and it, it's close and. Uh, you know, we, we know that Toronto will have to get by Tampa first just to see a Boston Bruin team. But you know, last night was one of those games where I think I can watch the Boston Bruins and say, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it's not as easy as uh, it was for uh, 75 games because, you know, they were fighting it last night. And it's not always going to go their way. And I think last night was an example where they, they, they were a little frustrated and the Leafs were able to kind of hang in there. I, I, I would welcome watching Toronto and Boston. And I think it would be a, a, a six or seven game series for sure. It, they, they match up better than people think. I think Toronto and Boston. Yeah, it certainly looked like that. Looked like a playoff game last night. Uh, we'd yeah. hope to see that in a couple and, couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> just one note too is mm-hmm. you know Samsonov has to be the Leaf best player. Sure. He was last night, yep. and uh, he gave them an opportunity. And uh, him and Swayman were absolutely two of the best players on the ice. Matthew Nyes has an opportunity to win the NCAA championship tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, their favorites on the weekend. But uh, once he's done with that, we expect to see him here in Toronto quite soon. We did have Elliot talk about his contract question just a little bit, not not sign for alarm or cause for alarm or anything, but just that there's some details that need to be worked out. Um, Two part question is 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 that going to happen uh, as seamlessly as we, I guess, expect? We just yeah. kind of thought he'd roll right in. And secondly, where's his spot on this team? Because as you mentioned like a couple of questions ago, that bottom six is shaping up quite nicely, and it's more of a question about how to fit that top six together. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that that will be interesting. But you've got some throwaway games, um, and even if it means uh, you know taking Michael Bunting out of uh, the lineup for a game, uh, you just don't know, and and Michael's struggling. He uh, he's in a in a place right now where the points aren't coming, and now he's caught between a rock and a hard place when it comes to how physical he wants to get involved or how much like he he's totally lost that that uh, that ability to get under people's skin, and part of that is you know getting in their face and and chirping a little bit and. You know, he's gone from one extreme to the other. And I'm not sure that's, he, he's got to find that that nice middle, right? Mm. Where he's not jeopardizing, uh, uh, you know, uh, the team and, and the concept of the team. And yet he can still do his thing. So he's searching a little bit. Uh, it's It'll be real interesting to see, uh, see what happens once he joins the team. And we think it's going to happen. And uh, I know Elliot's talking about the bonuses. That's a, that's an interesting thing because uh, there, there is a, a component of, of signing a contract uh, that, uh, that goes around uh, A and B bonuses and what that means mm-hmm. to the salary cap even next year, um, which is on a flat cap. And there's gonna, they've got challenges next year on, uh, on, on, on their cap uh, with, with guys needing new contract 
including Samsonov, might I add. So <laughs> we'll see how this thing plays out uh, the rest of the week. But tough decisions for Sheldon coming down uh, down the stretch here. So removing knives from the equation here, because we'll see how that factors in. I think he'll come into a game that is uh, considered less important because I don't think they're going to go full bore for the next four games and the remainder of the schedule. But how would you chart out the path forward here? Like it feels like out of the four games, there needs to be one that's a real dress rehearsal with like lines that we're going to see in game one uh, sort of, I don't know if it has to match the intensity, but you at least have to figure out what you're going to be and you have to see it at least once in action because I frankly don't think we've seen that yet. So we got the Canadian Saturday night. We got a back-to-back Florida and Tampa Bay in uh, Florida and then the Rangers on the road on Thursday to close out the season. Are you circling one as the game where it's like, Sheldon, put your best out there. Let's see how it looks in real time. Well, I see Montreal on the weekend and you're at home and you've got today to regroup. Uh, I don't know whether or not he's going to end up sitting three or four guys Saturday. I'd be careful with it. If you go back last week, you know, the decision to take Marner out of the lineup. uh, And then now you've watched, you know, Columbus and Boston uh, and, you know, he's he's not great. He hasn't been great since he's come back off that rest. And you're just wondering, you know, where guys sit on that. And, and rhythm's important and feeling good's important. So I, Tampa Bay, we've like, are there any players left? Did they all get hurt last night uh, for, for Tampa Bay? That's a decision on how, how much of a – you want to show all your cards against Tampa Bay uh, next Tuesday? Or uh, do you back that game off and then fi- uh, go into New York on the last game of the season and say, okay, I'm, I'm dressing my full lineup. So tough decisions. It's, it's, it's a feel thing. There's no right or wrong, Justin, on, on, on any of this. It's just a matter of, hey, uh, pick your poison and live with it, you know? Yeah, I don't think there's an easy answer to that question because uh, you probably want to give Samsonov the night off against Montreal. Maybe you don't necessarily have to, but it feels like maybe that's a little early for the dress rehearsal. Maybe the Rangers a little late, and I don't know what you want to show in Florida and in Tampa Bay. I don't know what you want. I don't know how they're going to approach Tampa Bay at all because they might be a little bit salty after losing a couple of guys. Are they going to try to yeah. you know get a, a pound of flesh themselves in that game? I'd be a little bit nervous about that one. I'd be a little nervous about the Sunrise game as well because. Florida's playing really hard and they're playing really physical and it's it's knock them down, drag them out. At least it was last night with the Kachuk brothers. So, yeah, uh, how would you approach the Tampa game? Because that one is a little bit more interesting now that, uh, yeah. you know, Corey Perry is out there taking numbers and they are dropping like flies from a health perspective. Well, I tell you what, uh, if you if you if you get uh, a showing and a, uh, an effort uh, from from Samsonov, uh like he did last night in Boston in, in Tampa. I, I don't think it's a bad thing for, for Samson off to play in Tampa. Uh, you know, he's the guy and if he's feeling it and, and you want him to play, do you want him to play three out of four or two out of four? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's not, we know he's going to play one of Florida and Tampa Bay. Uh, the question is, do you want him to go Montreal, Florida and off in Tampa? Or do you want him to go, uh, do you want him to go Montreal and Tampa and, and skip Florida? So uh, I, I like Samsonov right now. I like his game. I like where he's at. 
I don't think you need to protect him if if you feel like uh, he's feeling it right now. And and again, last night, terrific. No problem at all showing your cards against Boston. And you may see them in the second round. Uh, Samsonov's your top player right now. Uh, you don't need to protect him. Uh, no, you might need to protect him from Corey Perry against the lighting. I'd be a little bit concerned about putting him out there just because they know how important, uh, Ilya Samsonov might be not saying they're going to do anything, but just saying I might be a little bit hey, extra careful about that. You got Lafferty and uh, Achari. That's right true. Now. They That's got, right. they got some bodies back there right. now that can, that can deal with things. Maybe the times have changed, uh, for the Maple Leafs. We will see if that is indeed the case when the playoffs finally, finally start in 10 days and we'll break it down and tee it up next week with you. Kipper, we appreciate you coming on this morning. Always my favorite time of the week. There you go. Even better than a Bill Burr conversation. That's Nick <laughs> Kiprios, uh, co-host of Real Kipper and Born, of course, Stanley Cup champion and our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. And that Tampa game, it could... I'm not starting Samsonov in Tampa. I'm not doing it. But think about the confidence if he has a baller game. He shuts down the lightning, and we see him game one. He's maybe riding I'm, the high. Maybe I'm glass half empty, but that's the second half of a back-to-back. Tampa's got to be, you know, kind of freaking out a little bit. Are they going to be extra physical? Are they going to be sending messages? I feel like that game is going to be, I can just, like, I think sense. there'll be a little bit of chaos in the crease. I feel like there's going to be chaos, and I don't want Samson off anywhere near it. I really don't. Yeah, but look at Florida last if night. If you're down to Joe Wall, like, Joe Wall's been great. But if you're down to Joe Wall in the playoffs because something happens because you played Samsonov against that team and you got Corey Perry I mean, the same thing throwing happen against elbows and knees Florida. around. I might sit him out both those games, honestly. Okay, I bubble might, wrap. I might go Montreal Rangers for, and just for timing purposes too, just for timing purposes with Samsonov. Mm-hmm. If it's the Rangers gives you, you know, you're getting as close to the line so you don't, you're, the rust thing doesn't factor in. Montreal, I just think, you know, it's a Saturday night, whatever. It's, it's a big spot. You're going to get good work. And then you just kind of avoid what could be a messy situation. But we talked in about Florida. this last week. If he plays tomorrow and he doesn't play against Florida or Tampa, he plays seven days later. That's a long time, Justin. No, I want Saturday, next Thursday, five days between. That's nice rest. Mm-hmm. And then he's starting again, you know, a couple days later when the playoffs roll around. Okay. So we will play, you think, play him tomorrow? Then. He's going to play once in Florida, probably. Yeah. I just, I'm going to be. I'm going to be a little bit worried during that I mean, start. you could be worried about legitimately anybody getting in a scuffle with both of these teams, but right? Samsonov's the Samsonov's the most vulnerable position, the most important player. I don't know. Maybe this is uh, this is just like weird anxiety, but I just feel like I'm going to be holding my butt during that game. Where's Keith Petrozelli when you need him? We might need. You might need to earn that NHL money by actually playing <laughs> playing a good NHL here. game. Get him up Joe here. Wall, earn that seven hundred thousand. Give us back to back in Florida. All right. Well, we got lots of tea up in the wake and rake. Uh, Masters update. They're underway now. Jays and Angels start the series. Raptors Celtics uh, second game in two days between those two. Canada and the in Chechia tonight. Uh, Frozen Four. I got lines for that. Uh, Minnesota is heavy favorites. Mm-hmm. And Leafs Lightning series. You have the preview of that? Yeah, I think we should look at that. All right. Holy smokes. Lots to do. Send in your Awaken Rate picks at 595.90. I know a lot of people are not on route to work this morning, so we don't have too many to run through, but you got some time at 595.90. Grab a couple picks, make our anchor pick for the Awaken Rake, and we'll try to have a good, profitable Friday to kick off your weekend.
Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up! Now it's time for Wake and Rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy. Show me the money! With Ailish and Justin. A lot to tee up this Wake and Rake for the weekend ahead. You got Masters, got Raps, Blue Jays. Frozen Four, Women's Worlds, it's UFC. A bit, it's a bit of an alt situation, though. Like, no NHL games tonight? That's pretty crazy. No meaningful NBA games either. So if you opened up the NBA lines and didn't realize that it's April and you looked at some of these, it is absolutely crazy. Like, some of these favorites and you these dogs. Lose, yeah, you could lose a lot of money <laughs> you could just blindly fading. You get super fired up to make big bucks on dogs tonight, but just... Let me tell you. It is load management Injury season. Injury report season because yeah. there's some spicy, spicy money line, like the box being plus 250. You're they're, like, they're sitting, come on. They're sitting everyone. Our beam team plus 250. You're like, come on. Suns plus 300. It just looks very enticing. Sixers plus 380 against the Hawks. <laughs> You're just like, come on. I guess the Sixers aren't helping out the Raptors, eh? No. Plus 380. Not even close. But, you know, Ugh. maybe one of those hints. But I would just, I would take pause before you see the dirty dogs of the day and think that you're going to make a million dollars because injury report season is very important when it comes to the NBA. And there's some enticing lines, but just don't get too horned up about it. Uh, it's a light day in terms of wake and rake submissions. So if you are listening live, uh, don't be afraid to send a few in. We got a few, but uh, you know we could use a few more because it's a light day. Everyone's in their good Friday routine, it seems. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, if you're up, get them in and we'll discuss them. But for now, let's discuss something that won't involve any load management. And that's round one between the Toronto Maple Leafs in Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, series prices are up. It's the only series I believe that is set unless something changed last night that I'm not aware of. Mm. Uh, but if it's set, we're going to have lines. And guess what, Ailish? We are betting on every series. You and I, or at least I am. Can I tell you what I'm going to do as well? For what? Series predictions. Okay. Tell me. Bunker's bracket. Ooh. Bunker, my puppy, yes. is going to determine the outcome of every series. Oh, by like... By running to two treats. Now, I'll have a treat with, you know, Maple Leafs on it and a treat with Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. And we'll release the hounds, and he will run to one of them, and that will be the winner of the series. Can and I, I try to beat Bunker? Yeah, we can. Well, we'll post Bunker's bracket online and all the video behind it and how cute he is when he runs towards okay, treats. a little content play there. A little content play. And we will have Bunker's bracket. We'll see how accurate... This genius pop of mine is. There we go. I like it. Well, bunkers bracket. That's perfect. Stay tuned. But once we get the the, the team set, I'll make that and we'll, we'll get a lot of treats. So we're gonna have all the bases covered. We will bet every series. We'll have bunkers pick for every series. We're gonna be locked locked in and ready to go. And we're mm-hmm. gonna get more firmed up series as we go through the weekend here. Hopefully, we'll have a couple more to talk about. But we got Leafs Lightning to talk about right now. Now things have changed a little bit. Uh, the place where I originally saw it doesn't have it anymore. Guess what? Lightning going through some injury issues. However, there is one book I found that does have it. The Maple Leafs are minus 134 favorites to win the series versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, There is no spread, and that's kind of my game. I like the series spreads. I like to deal with the series spreads. That's not available right now, at least where I'm looking. Uh, First, first, we'll just do a first impression. Minus 134. Are you going to lay minus 134 to play the Toronto Maple Leafs this year? No, but I have had this sentence in my head with legitimately no reason behind it. Leafs in five. 
I just wow. keep saying Leafs in five in my head. It's weird. It's You're prob- going for a sweat-free round one, eh? I don't know why, Justin. Mm-hmm. It's like something is speaking to me from the darkness, and it is scary. But I just keep hearing it echoing. You want to know the price on Leafs in I five? I do. Plus 520. Because it's in your head, I think you have to play it. Just for some of... reason, it's in my head. And it could be the worst thing I've ever said on the radio. But <laughs> Leafs in five, I'm telling you, something about it. Obviously, we'll have to preview this officially when this is all set. But I woke up with a little like, whispering of it. And we'll have uh, both official and unofficial previews. Uh, we're going to bust out the tarot cards again next week. Maybe, I, maybe the tarot cards are speaking to me from my bedside table. Maybe, maybe we'll throw we'll throw that question into the universe: the four to one series victory to through the tarot cards crazy. to see how like, accurate so, it may it's be. So it's so far fetched, but I don't know. Here's how I'm going to approach betting this series: I'm going to be taking the Leafs minus one and a half for sure mm-hmm. to either win in four, five, or six games. Uh, I think it's their time. I think Tampa's beat up. I think all those factors apply. I think the Maple Leafs are going to have a cathartic moment at some point over the next few weeks. They are going to get through the Tampa Bay Lightning, in my opinion. But I don't think they will if it goes to a Game 7. So I'm going to lay a couple markers down. One being the Leafs on the spread, and you're going to get plus money on that, maybe plus Mm 130-ish, I would guess. But I'm also going to put this down as well. Leafs to win in seven is plus 540. I think you want to be holding that ticket if you're a Leafs fan as just a little bit of a worst-case scenario happiness hedge. Oh, we're the, all over the Leafs here. The most the most likely outcome, I still think, is the Leafs to win. Yeah. But if it goes to a Game 7, I don't know how, if you're a, if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf, that, it's, that you're not going to be a little bit nervous, a little bit hard-pressed to be at <sighs> your best in a Game 7 once again. The Game 7 nightmares, uh, it's been something that they can't escape. I feel like they got to win the game, win the series rather before it gets to a Game 7. So if you're a Leaf fan, you might be you might be happy you grabbed plus 540 when you did. So those are the two ways I'm going to be playing this series. Leafs on the spread at plus money, and then a little marker at the end, a little, little something to keep you at least not from, you know, completely losing your mind, a plus 540 lightning in seven games. That's okay. how I'm going to be betting this series. We'll do this for all eight first round series. I guess we got seven yeah, more to go. We'll do a bracket challenge too. That sounds good. All we do on the show is community bracket challenges. We'll have another one. I like how we're going up against Bunker this time. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's got, he's never watched one playoff series in his life. He has I, no I, idea. I guarantee he hasn't. He has but certainly he will. not. And he will watch them all. And he will predict them all. And you can play along with Bunker. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks for the futures look at Leafs Lightning. We'll do that, as you mentioned, for all of the series once they're determined. But no NHL tonight. Um, I think that the the Calgary Flames have a huge game tomorrow, right? Like, they got a, a, another big one they have to win. I don't know how many other games are, how many other teams. I know there's a few wild card looks right now, but... Seattle Kraken clinched the playoffs in their second season. That's pretty incredible. That was last night. I'm thinking that there's a couple this weekend that are must-tune into's in terms of playoff standings. Yeah, the second game on Hockey Night in Canada Saturday night is Calgary in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. They're all must-wins for Calgary uh, right now. Uh, Last night in terms of meaningful results... I mean, the Penguins got a big win over the Minnesota Wild. Broke up our wake-and-rake parlay, unfortunately. Yeah. the Islanders got a big win over the Lightning, 6-1. So all the teams that need to win, the Predators beat the Hurricanes. They needed to win. They won. Um, 
Dallas Stars won. Vegas Golden Knights beat the Kings. The only team really in playoff contention that lost was the Kings, and it was to the Golden Knights. So everyone kind of held serve last night in terms of teams that needed mm-hmm. to win. But the the focus really is on what's happening in Winnipeg, Calgary. That's the best storyline coming down in the stretch of the season. Who's going to make the playoffs between those two? Lots to take a, a look at this weekend. Okay, quick Masters update. So our pools were um, set yesterday, and I'm feeling pretty. I'm feeling like we did a pretty good job at predicting. You know, some not sleepers, but some guys that were a little bit not out of the the top tier, right? Like Hovland. Um, you've got Cam Young's up there, Lowry, right? Um, Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka, of course, your live guy. Uh, so looking good today. I, I was wondering if you had any second round leader thoughts um, because as we mentioned, the weather is a bit shaky today. I'm not even sure if they're going to be able to finish, but if you're going to look at something for today in the Masters, you got anything. Yeah, you can still play end around leader stuff. Uh, I think you can actually do that all day live. Um, it, today's a weird day, though. Uh, I mean, I think if you're choosing anyone, it's got to be someone who's out on the course right now or yeah. about to start imminently. Um, I bet on Sam Burns and Gary Woodland to win the tournament this morning uh, when I got here, uh, just because they they have the benefit of playing this morning and they played well yesterday. We mentioned uh, in the top block that if you're not if you're not Tiger Woods and you're not t- in the top ten after the first round of the Masters, you do not win. So if you want to just look at the top ten right now, there's obviously big names uh, on the top ten, including as you mentioned, Hovland, Kepka, Cameron Young. But also fit in there, Shoffley, Woodland, Sam Burns, uh, Scotty Scheffler, of course, as well. So if you look a little bit down the board, you've got plus or 25 to 1 for Sam Burns. Uh, you got a 66 to 1 for Gary Woodland right now, a 50 to 1 for Adam Scott, who's in the top 10 and has won this tournament before, 20 to 1 Xander Shoffley. If you're looking to take a shot on some long money, don't go too far down the board because it's very, very difficult to make up ground. However, with the weather the way it is, maybe all bets are off and someone who could just deal with today and deal with the entire weekend can take advantage as, you know, maybe the the treacherous weather wreaks havoc on the guys who actually got off to a good start yesterday. Okay, I'm in the same boat with some of the guys that I circled for today at least. Um, what I've placed today is Shane Lowry best score today. And also just to be the leader. I know those are two different picks, but... I like that. Best score for best Shane Lowry. Score. We best talking, score today. Talking about that earlier, uh, you know, he's a guy who knows how to play in bad weather. He's an Irish lad <laughs> who has dealt with bad weather his whole life, keeps the ball flight down, knows how to deal with uh, wins. So I think that's a decent play. And he's out there, I believe, in the morning as well. So he'll get the benefit of playing with when the weather's not at its worst. And I also did the same two bets for Gary Woodland. Best score today and also leader. So like, you know, one of them could be, you could get both really, but just sprinkles on those guys I did do as well, a Gary Woodland Masters Championship there you pick go. as well today. So, I did sprinkle, The vibes are going to be high of Gary Woodland's yes. Masters Champion on Monday morning. I did do a best score today of Colin Morikawa as well. Okay. So those are my places. Um, They'll also be off in the morning. Yeah. So I thought anyone in the morning that might get an opportunity to, to get a good round in before it gets pretty gross out there. Those are just my little sprinkles for today's Masters picks. Um I'll give you my wake and rake pick just to tee this up as well. Uh, Canada and Chechia play in the women's worlds today. I did not get off to the prolific start in my women's world championship selections. So I'm going back to the well. I'm going over six and a half in Canada and the Czech Republic. Sorry, it still says Czech Republic there. Chechia. 
And I'm going to pick that one because Canada only got a 4 nothing win against Switzerland, and uh, they need to really start piling on the offense. I think they will. Um, and also, Tricia's not a terrible team, too. Like, they could put maybe one or two in the net, as we saw even, like, Japan was able to get on the board against the United States. So you got U.S., Switzerland at 11. You've got Germany, Finland at 3. Uh, Canada's got the nighttime game. Canada... Chechia, I'm going to go over six and a half for my wake and rake submission. And if I don't hit that, that'll be the last one of the, tur- of the weekend for me. So of the tournament for you. So I'm going this is redemption er- narrative for Ailish. It's all on the line right now. Yep. Okay. You heard it here first. Or we just switch to unders. No, if I don't hit this woman's world's pick, then the luck has run dry and You're it's done? time to move off. Okay. All right. Uh, Jay's and angels tonight. Mm-hmm. Jay's uh, in Late Anaheim tonight. this weekend. Uh, it's the back end, the rotation. Chris Bassett's going to be on the mound. Uh, then we'll see Jose Barrios and Yusei Kikuchi. Any thoughts on the Jays weekend in terms of betting? Yeah, I think I think you are going to nail your pick here because it's a trip out west. It's Bassett on the mound. It's a little bit of a turnaround here and a late game in terms of our time zone. I'm just not feeling like the, the Jays are four wins in a row. Right now, I think three is pretty good turnaround, but I just, I don't know what we're getting from Chris Bassett. So. I, I, I am going to leave the door open for the Blue Jays to win the game because hopefully they can do that. But I am I got a feeling the first five innings, they're, they're going to dig a bit of a hole. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to see out of Chris Bassett. I don't think he's just going to snap his fingers and turn this thing around. Patrick Sandoval's on the bump for the LA Angels. He was pitching very, very well for Mexico, as John Morosi mentioned uh, in the seven o'clock hour. Uh, I think on the five inning line, Eileen, the Angels minus 125 tonight. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that cashes for awake and rake purposes, and then the Blue Jays mount a comeback when the bullpens do battle uh, late in the game. I think I just think it's a little hopeful to suggest that Chris Bassett will have everything sorted out, and he's going up against a guy who's battle tested. So I'm going to take for my official awake and rake play the Angels on the five inning run line minus one twenty five. Okay, we do have a couple wake and rake submissions from the Blue Jays as well. Um, we'll go through a couple of those because I-, I saw one that similar to you here. Brett in Toronto says, first time wake and rake participant. I'm going with Angels first inning winner plus 228. No way Bassett hasn't figured it figured it out yet. That's Brett from Toronto. There you go. Okay. So uh, yeah, similar a, kind of storyline for you. That's a little juicier. Uh, yeah. it, it, it means that Chris Bassett can't even have a profitable start. Uh, I'm going to give myself the safety yeah. net of five innings. But, but yeah, Brett has like the same well. idea as you. Um, Jason in Kingston says, Brandon Belt plus 55 or, yeah, plus 550 to hit a home run. Just five bucks he's due. That would be great because Brandon Bell needs to make a make a splash here for the Blue Jays. So maybe he's I, I, I might need plus to, uh, 1,000 to, <laughs> to, to go with that right now. He just looks lost. Well, I like it just five bucks. Uh, that might not be where I go. Um, Scott from Bowmanville. Vladdy Jr. over one and a half hits at plus 215. He's hot right now. Love the invisible jacket home run celebration. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got some more love for Vladdy. I mean, one more in there for Vladdy. Plus four fifty to home run tonight, uh, nice. for a home run tonight. Uh, that's Jack from Milton. Okay, so lots of love for Vladdy, deservingly so. Not as much love for Chris Bassett, deservingly so. And a hopeful Brandon Belt push here. Um, two more up in the text line here. Uh, we glossed over the Raptors and Celtics a little bit. Uh, the Raptors are, I mean, it's a pretty tight spread. It's only, I think, two and a half for the Boston Celtics tonight. This text has uh, Fred Van Vliet going over 19 and a half points, a little bit of a bounce back after a brutal uh, performance last time yeah. out. 
I feel like the Celtics, like, uh, again, it's like, okay, you look at all these lineups, all these lines, they're all a little strange. That one feels strange just because it feels short to me. Like, why wouldn't the Celtics be yeah, bigger favorites tonight? They already low-managed on they Wednesday. They just sat their guys. I mean, maybe they don't have any excuse to really play them or go straight to the bench. But if I'm playing that game, I gotta, you gotta lean Celtics. I, but again, I, I just don't think I'm touching any anything NBA-wise until the playoffs start because it seems like we're just running into a bunch of fake games at this point. Uh, UFC one? Uh, UFC one text, uh, Rahul Raul Rojas Jr. to beat Christian Rodriguez by KO, TKO or submission plus 125. So that's inside the distance. And it's it's his second UFC bout, 18-year-old, 18, star in the making. Wow, 18-year-olds wow. in fighting the UFC. That's uh, a bit aggressive. He must be pretty talented. Okay, that's Victor from Penetang. Um, last one here, Andy in Beamsville says, Orlando getting 12 and a half against Brooklyn tonight. Okay, so let's pick one for our anchor. Uh, Justin, where are you feeling? Because I picked yesterday's and I blew it. So letting you go for it. I think we should go. I think we should go with Fred Van Vliet over 19 and a half points. Okay. You know, I don't know. That's It was a tough night for him, obviously. Do, does that mean immediate positive regression? Not necessarily. But I felt I feel like Fred hasn't let it linger in the last couple of months like he did early in the season where he was stacking together poor That's games. A good point. I feel like he'll be a little bit more motivated to get things going. If Boston does play a lesser lineup, I guess it puts him in a position to cash in a little bit more easy. Um, but I don't know what the Raptors' intentions are either, so I'm not quite sure how to approach it at any level. But I think Fred will want to have a bounce back. So if we're looking at a motivational, motivational element, Freddie to go over his point total at 19 and a half seems like the best bet we have. Okay, I'll lock it in. So we've got a two Toronto sports and a one team Canada parlay. I love this. Canada and Chechia over six and a half tonight. Blue Jays and Angels. Angels on the first five inning money line. And Raptors and Celtics are going to go Fred Van Vliet over 19 and a half points. When you parlay that together, it's plus 524. Lock that in. We've got Masters picks we've given. I've got a little bit of a look ahead at the weekend. Frozen four, just a quick one for you. Minnesota, um, our guy, minus 177 on the money line to I win think, I think the, the national N- championship. The Nye's parlay is Minnesota and Toronto to win on Saturday night. Love Get that. a little plus money on that. Absolutely love that. I'm going to tomorrow's game as a fan for the first time all season long. There you go. Not working. Just got to sit my butt in the seats and cheer loud. Have a couple pints. I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. It's going to be a great weekend. I was thinking about going, but I got to get a media pass and it's probably too late. You never think ahead, do you? Rarely. Oh, well. Hope everybody has a nice Easter weekend as well. Um, For those of you that were up listening live, thanks for that. For those of you that catch us on the podcast, hope you have a good, enjoyable, restful day and weekend. And we'll be back Monday morning. And uh, go Gary Woodland. (laughs) 